Avery and I'm Miranda Milner and this is Design and and it is a student podcast about exploring criticism but through a different medium. This season is about profiling important designers. Like I said I'm Ella Avery a junior at Louisiana Tech majoring in graphic design with a minor in marketing. I started out in studio art but after a year realized that wasn't for me and I've had many opportunities to create logos graphics and digital paintings for people to where I even started my own LLC. I'm also a photographer, which is what I concentrated on in my first year of college before changing my major. I'm Miranda Milner. I'm a sophomore at Louisiana Tech University, majoring in graphic design. For the time I've been in this major, I've learned a lot thanks to the amazing teachers we have at this university. I've also learned about what I like to do and what I'm passionate about. Very passionate about creating logos and making the viewer think different about the message I'm trying to show. In our design criticism class... Jake has shown us how we can express ourselves through different types of media. Okay, so the designer we're talking about today is Miro Cooper. Um, She's a very important designer we had the pleasure of learning about, and she transformed the way design is today. So Muriel Cooper was born in 1925 in Boston. She left Boston to go to Ohio State University to receive a Bachelor in Fine Arts in Design. She then went back to Boston to receive a Bachelor of Science in Education at the Massachusetts College of Art. When she graduated, she moved to New York City to go into advertising when she met one of the most influential people in her life, Paul Rand. Don't you wish that you could meet one of your idols and, like, let that be the way that influenced you, like, to go into design? Because, like, she met Paul Rand. That is true. And I feel like that rarely happens where you actually get to meet one of the people that influences you. Yeah, yeah. You know who influences me? Who? Jake. I agree. We met our idol. We met our idol. We are one of the few. We are. Look at us. Pop off Jake. So what made Muriel get into design? So what pushed her into her career in design was a freelance job at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Office of Publications, where she worked as a designer. After a few collaborations with visual design, she then became the head of the office. She used this position to create design services, which was one of the first university design programs in the country. She, along with Jacqueline Casey, Dietmer Winkler, and Ralph Coburn, brought Swiss-style typography to the MIT Press. She left in 1958 when she received a Fulbright scholarship in Milan for her work. So what work did they do? Muriel was really into classic arts and architectural history, and she designed a seven-bar colophone that still appears on the spine of every MIT Press book. That's cool. Her shows brought together her photos, sketches, prints, mechanicals, books, and videos. They salvaged incredible materials from a variety of sources. So for her designing, she was in charge of the Office of Publications and and MIT Press and as a teacher for the Visible Language Workshop, and she was a researcher. So Bill Mitchell said, I think she was the first graphic designer to carry out really profound explorations of new possibilities of electronic media, things like 3D text. She didn't just see computer graphics technology as a new tool for handling graphic design work. She understood from the beginning that the digital world opened up a whole 
new domain for designers to engage with. So what was her influence on other designers? So Muriel was best known for articulating the graphic language of MIT for more than 40 years. This girl was known as a troublemaker and she conceptually and literally transformed conventional principles of design into new strategies for visualizing information. What was her influence on culture? My girl Cooper, she really built um, the design culture at MIT. She wanted to build those up around her and she saw potential where few others didn't. So she really kept moving and working nonstop, um, but she also pulled countless of women up along with her. Um, she taught and mentored many female students, whether undergraduates fulfilling a humanities requirement or graduate students doing sponsored research. She hired women in design studios and she published them at the press. More than authoring unique objects as a designer, or even thinking of herself mainly as a technological innovator, Cooper came to see her contribution as cultivating environments for experimentation, creative production, and self-expression. Mario once said her personal statement is in building environments in which she would like to work and other people can work in productively. So, Ella, what was Muriel's legacy in design? I'm so glad you asked that. So, Muriel Cooper was a pioneering book designer, a digital designer, researcher, and an educator. Okay. She was the first design director of the MIT Press, instilling a Bauhaus-influenced design style into its many publications. So, she's a girl boss. Yeah, pop off, pop off. Cooper is credited for designing the book Bauhaus for the 50th anniversary of the school being established. She then produced a film version of the book she designed. She approved the publication of more books inspired by Bauhaus, and she also helped publish the first edition of Learning from Las Vegas, which is a manifesto of postmodernist design. She began her four-decade career at MIT by designing vibrant printed flyers for the Office of Publications. Her final projects were digital. This lavishly illustrated volume of documents Cooper's career in abundant detail with prints, sketches, book covers, posters, mechanicals, student projects, and photographs from her work in design, teaching, and research at MIT. So Muriel, who died in 1994, spent almost four decades in various roles at MIT. Um, she started out in 1952 as a freelancer in the Institute's Office of Publications. In 1965, she created the iconic logo that is still used today. Its seven vertical white bars against a black background not only represent the initials of MITP, but also invoke the spines of the stack of books. So what were her goals for her work? So she actually wanted to audit the course on computers and design, which culminated in her growing fascination with the development of digital designs. And my girl did that. So a fun fact about Muriel Cooper, she was one of the first graphic designers to ever apply her skills to a computer screen, which is pretty cool. Really? Yeah. So she co-founded the Visible Language Workshop at the MIT in 1973, and then she ran it until she died. So that taught many of today's most gifted software designers all that they know. 
So Muriel taught them. Yeah. Oh my god. So again, she kind of a girl boss. She is. Could you imagine doing all the stuff that we do without computers? Yeah, and I feel like she's not credited enough for that because I've never heard of her I being say, the I first person to ever. Yeah. But also, like, I read that she didn't really want her, like, all, she didn't want, like, all the credit. Mm. Like, she was kind of, like, in the back. Like, it's my work. Yeah, I did it, but whatever. Oh. Yeah. So she's humble. She is humble. Ugh, we love Muriel Cooper. She was actually the first graphic designer to be appointed to the faculty at MIT. So, Muriel Cooper is described by the New York Times newspaper as the unsung heroine of on-screen style. Little fact is she often wandered around barefoot and climbed up on tables when she was excited about a project. (laughs) Muriel was described as clearly in her element making trouble. I think this is really good to know that such a good designer could be her true self and have fun while still designing. Like, you don't have to be sitting at a desk being serious all the time. So, Miranda, what was happening in society that influenced her work and what was her goal for her work? So, during this time, designers were majority men, which I think drove her to create work that was better than theirs. That is also why she worked so hard on uplifting other female designers around her to be the best that they can. And you know, it's crazy. I feel like that there's more like female designers nowadays than male designers. Yeah, because especially in the school of design itself, there's few male, like male students. Yeah. Like there's a lot of male teachers, but not a lot of male students. Yeah. Especially Do you have a female graphic design? Not graphic design, no, but there's like Crazy. two, there's only two studio art teachers. Yeah. That are female. And there's even fewer males in studio art than in graphic design. Yeah, but now all the students are mainly girls. Yeah. Crazy. Muriel founded the Visible Language Workshop, where students from both design and computer programming degrees came together to experiment with digital art and create new ways of organizing visual information to assist in communication. And this course was one of the earliest to engage with more interactive elements of design. And although Cooper herself lacked technological skills, her dynamic way of teaching encouraged students to continue innovating throughout their own careers. Her confidence in her work also extended to her personality. As MIT Media Lab's first female faculty member to be awarded a tenured, she was known for standing with her foot on the desk while talking to powerful men, asserting her authority in the conversation. I actually think it's so funny that she put her foot on the desk while she was talking to very powerful men in the MIT Lab. Because you're in a very professional setting. And someone just puts their foot on the desk and tells you um, their piece, like their opinion. Like, girl, you got your foot on the desk. Shut Oh, Her bare foot. Her bare foot. Ugh. But that's the thing, though, because, like, also talking about, like, women in the workplace at the time. They probably, like, made fun of her. They probably thought she was crazy. Yeah. Like, they already thought women were crazy back then. Yeah. They used to lock them up all the time. Yeah. But, but then like a girl with her foot on the desk, like... In front of men. Yeah. And she, and she was the only woman. Yeah. 
Okay, so unlike conventional design heroes, Cooper isn't just important because of her own work, but for her influence on other designers. So she encouraged them through teaching and research to make the images on our computers as clear and appealing as the best designed printed graphics. She could help to make all of our lives easier. Okay, so most women um, back in the day, back in like the 1940s when they would have been in college, they were really in clerical and service sectors um, because they were not allowed to be in the work area. But the wartime created job opportunities for women in heavy industry and wartime production plants that had usually belonged to men, but they were, you know, away fighting. And at first, women were not always welcomed into the workplace. They received less pay, and a lot of men looked down on them because they weren't up to handling a man's job, which is also kind of cool how Muriel Cooper was one of the first, well, she was the first female graphic designer at MIT. Yeah. And the first graphic designer at MIT. And I just really don't see how that's, like, a man's job, graphic design. Yeah, me either. Like, I feel like a man's job is, like, hard labor work this is like yeah graphic design is not really but i think they thought a man's job was literally everything except for like a cooking and cleaning mom. yeah so like anything was a man's job yeah but muriel cooper said mm, that's not women me. can do it too thanks though yeah so and thanks to her now yeah. i like she was definitely a pioneer in women you know moving up into like bigger jobs Mm -hmm. because what like jobs did women like use like what's like a basic job that women used to do back then it was like nursing Nursing. and like like taking taking care care of people yeah Yeah. so i feel like she was definitely like a person that like women looked up to and young girls looked up to because they were like if she can be in like a high corporate job so can i yeah, and it's kind of crazy that she even, like, made a way for herself because I feel like it would have been, like, you just know that she had to go through a lot that wasn't put into, like, articles and stuff mm-hmm. because there's no way that she could have gotten in that job easily. Yeah, and that's a sad part. Like, they were, like, abused in a way. Yeah. In a male workspace, mm-hmm. and they just, like, endured that so they could get to where they wanted to be. Yeah. And uh, we don't know if that happened to Muriel, but that would be sad. Yeah, but it's like almost like they just, it was just like another obstacle they had to get over. Yeah. Which is very sad. Mm-hmm. But she did it, she which did it. is crazy. And now women don't have to really do that today. Yeah. Or it's not allowed. But okay. it's also like she, I know we've said it a lot, but it's the fact that she, it was kind of like a slap in the face for her to put her bare foot up on a table mm-hmm. in front of all those men. You know what I mean? It was like almost like, yeah, we're equal. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Muriel hired Jacqueline Casey as the other only female worker at MIT. And they really made MIT their creative home and strengthened its visual identity while elevating design within the institute's intellectual life. Uh, They were art school classmates before becoming MIT colleagues in the 1950s, and they had so much in common. 
They define the era's professional gender norms. They influenced countless of young designers. And when they both died in the 1990s, in their 60s, they left behind extraordinary bodies of work rooted in innovative European design principles. They both died in their 60s. I know. Like, how? What a little coincidence. And in the 1990s. Crazy. Crazy. Ariel was well-respected within the design community. Um, after she died, so many people came out from saying that she was a remarkable woman, like Professor Stephen Benton. He's head of the program in Media Arts and Sciences, who worked closely with hers for years. Um, he also said, as a founding member of the Media Laboratory, she was a wise counselor in shaping our evolution. After 15 years of leadership in graphic design, she was just reaching the fullest expression of her computational design genius. So I think it's safe to say that Muriel Cooper was a good person Mm -hmm. because she didn't have a lot of enemies. Like a lot of people said she was, like when she died, everyone said she was amazing. Yeah. Pretty cool. I bet she wasn't like taken seriously a lot because of... She did make a lot of jokes because I watched a YouTube video, like her um, TED Talk, and she was cracking up. I say she seems like a fun person because I don't know many people that would walk around barefoot in her own studio around other people. Mm -hmm. She made it to my list of um, dead dead people I'd eat with. Oh, I don't know where you're going. (laughs) Like, what's it called? Um, If I could eat... if I could, you could go to okay. dinner with like three dead she, people. She made it to my list of if I could go to dinner with anyone dead or alive. Okay, Paul it off. would be her. I agree. Yeah, and we'd be barefoot. I feel like y'all would get along. Eating spaghetti. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I love spaghetti. I feel like y'all would get along though. I'm I'm getting that energy. Another fun fact: her idol Paul Rand recommended her to MIT. Like, he told her to go to MIT. So, the which, reason she did all this is because of Paul Rand. Yeah. Which, again, is her idol, and that's pretty darn yeah. cool. If I you know who else's idol is Paul Rand? Who? Tom. The Tom Futrell. Yeah. <laughs> Louisiana Tech's very own. He, um, I remember in class last year, his security code for, like, attendance was Paul Rand, was Paul Rand every single time. Meryl Cooper once said, I don't think there are answers. I think there are thoughts. Ella, what's your opinion on that quote? So I think I can kind of understand what she's saying um, in the fact that they're like humans came up with all the answers, if you know what I mean. Like an answer had to come from somebody's thoughts. Yeah. So it's kind of like we make our own answers and kind of make our own thoughts and that no way is like no one way is better than the other. If yeah, that makes sense. that's my take on that. What's yeah. your take? Remember yeah, there's you? like not one. All the answers that were created are from people, like their thoughts. That's basically what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come up with a thousand different answers from your thoughts. True. There, I don't think there's one like definitive answer to things yeah because not everyone agrees on like a certain thing like they think there's different answers to like you know how the world was created true like oh this is the answer no this one's the answer you know 
So, but it also makes me think of like the work place back then, like being told what to do, but then like people are so used to doing things a certain way yeah. that they're not willing to like figure out another way to do things. And I feel like she was probably the type of person to come in and be like, how about we like do it this way? Yeah. So like, I guess that can also tie into that. Cause I fit. Yeah. They definitely like weren't thinking like men back then they were just trained to do one thing that they knew how to do. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't go outside that box. Yeah. That's why once Muriel got to MIT, it progressed so much. And the like whole graphic design world totally changed because she was like, I'm not going to do it this way. Just how she was like, um, I'm not going to let men totally control this like office because I want to do it, you know? So she like came up with her own things. From like, her thoughts. Yeah. And she started a whole program all on her own. Yeah. And she was the first female to do it, to even be in the MIT yeah. press. Um, and then she was like, hey, let's not just do one woman in here. Let's bring someone, another woman. Yeah. Another woman's perspective. Well, she totally, well, she was the first, like, wait, what am I, what were we talking about earlier, uh, the other day? How... She was, like, the first person to do graphic design on the computer? Yeah, like, she was the first person to ever um, put graphic design on technology. Yeah, you know how long it would have taken those men to think of that one? I about to say, because they've never had to do it before. No. They were just used to doing design on the machines. Printer print. Yeah. And they're like, how about we... I don't know, because I was thinking about that. Kind of, we touched on that, like, the other day, but... Graphic design would still be a thing because we did have machines, but I wonder how long we would have progressed if people like Muriel and Muriel herself were not in a position to be like, hey, let's put this on the computer and see what we can do with it. Yeah, because I remember in a video we watched earlier this quarter, I don't remember the video, but um, once they got rid of the printing press, like a bunch of people lost their jobs because those men were so like, all they knew how to do was just print. Mm -hmm. They didn't know how to like work on the computer because they, I don't, didn't not like didn't care to, but like they were just so focused on printing. They're like, we got to print, got to print, got to print. And like the manual way of thinking. And like, it's also, Shout out to Muriel Cooper because those computers were chunky back then. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how people did things on old computers. And the fact that she got artistic on one of those old programmed computers, that's also crazy. Yeah. Because I have a MacBook Pro. And I'm still confused. Yeah. Like, I still don't know half the stuff about it. So, Muriel Cooper out here changing lives, honestly. Yeah. So in conclusion, Muriel Cooper is the reason we are here today. Being graphic design majors, I don't think we would be this as far successful. advanced. Yeah, you know, without her. Agreed. Because I mean, considering she's the first person to ever do anything digitally, mm-hmm. we really wouldn't be here. No, and she made like the images so clear for us too. Yeah, or at the time they were clear, but they progressed a lot more. Yeah, and I feel like people, we wouldn't, like, people got their influence from her. Mm. Like, she didn't just 
focus on herself. She wanted to make sure her legacy like continued. Yeah. While also not asking for credit, apparently. Yeah. Because didn't know who this woman was till this project. I know. <laughs> but yeah, she pretty cool. And thank you to Jake for making us do this project. So now we know who Muriel Cooper is. Yeah, and now we know how to record a podcast. Yeah, pop off Jake. I know. Jake, one last thing. I've learned a lot from this class on how to use different medias, and I'm very thankful. There you go. Jake, I'm also thankful. I just wasn't prepared to give a thank you speech. (laughs) All right. All right, peace out. Bye, y'all. Thank you.